Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton, and we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy to understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. I will not rise to the level of my dreams. I will fall to the level of my patterns. Now, this is the quote that we wanted to riff off of on this episode. And Kevin and I were just discussing in the beginning of this, that we both heard this 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 quote before. And I've heard it many times in many different iterations, but we aren't actually sure who it's from. And we tried to look it up and we have no idea. But the reason that we want to talk about this is that I've, I've been really feeling this in my life lately. And I feel, and Kevin, you can kind of back me up on this, especially, you know, how we've chatted over the years. I feel like I've been a person who's had a lot of ideas and a lot of dreams that have come to me and a lot of desires that I want to fulfill in this world. But there's been like a piece missing in terms of my ultimate success and bringing those about. And what I'm starting to realize more and more is that it's, am I being a good conduit of those ideas by the patterns that I'm implementing, the patterns and the habits that I'm implementing into my life in the physical human realm of, of this dimension. So it's like, we need to have both. Everyone's going to get ideas and dreams and desires into their heart. It's just as a human being, who's a, who's a part spirit and part human, we're all going to have these, but it's like, what are you doing with the physical side to actually become a conduit for those dreams and desires that you're feeling to actually bring it about in the physical? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're, the quote you found, which by the way, like Chris said, we don't know exactly who had said it and we think it's a paraphrase. So if you know, we would love to hear from you of like what, who had said this. Cause again, we did a quick Google search of that exact quote. It's not attributed to anyone. It's not even technically a quote, but I think there's a paraphrase version of it. This is a paraphrase version of it, but I will not rise to the level of my dreams. I will fall to the levels of my patterns. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's fascinating because like you said, Chris, like we are both human and we are both spiritual beings. Like we're one and the same, it's it's together. And so it's often that we get so inspired. I mean, literally even the word inspire is in spirit or inspiration, it's in spirit. So it's, it's coming from a divine source, but then how do we actually ground that into the physical reality? It takes the patterns, it takes the kind of overcoming the old patterns and installing new patterns, which I find that um, it's fascinating because as a coach, some people will say like, especially, <laughs> I think it's actually kind of funny. And I think I had an experience with someone this, uh, like with this recently, that um, someone had a call with me and wanted to work with me and was like adamant about it. And it's like, yes, definitely. And then we said, like, this person was like, oh, like, you know, uh, let me get back to you in like a few weeks, a month. And I was like, okay, like, you know, you do you, like you're when you're ready. And emailed me back a couple of weeks later and was like, ah, I think I'm good. Mm. Like, because it, that that kind of, um, I mean, not to say that like, <laughs> I have the, all the answers, but having support to be able to change those patterns is essential. It's almost not impossible, but it's very difficult to change patterns on our own. And with uh, support, with a coach, with accountability partners, with friends, family, people who can help you implement something new and not let you off the hook, that it's difficult. It's actually kind of like a uh, a burning of the old self and then a, a, a re- reclamation of the new. It's mm. kind of like, um, uh, makes me think of uh, 
an, like a phoenix, like rising from its own ashes. Like it burns yeah. the old, like you cannot be the old version of you in order to become a newer version of you that does implement some new patterns. And that is literally living a vision that you have in your head. Yeah, dude, I, I just want, I was going to bring this up really quick. Cause I was chuckling when you were talking about the Phoenix. Cause I was thinking of um Harry Potter and the chamber of secrets or uh, Harry's in, in the office and then he's petting the bird and just catches fire. And then Dumbledore walks in and he's like, sir, I'm sorry. Your bird just caught fire. Yes. <laughs> like, Oh, that, it was about time. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of how it feels sometimes when you're like re redoing like who you are. It's like, you just feel like you burst into flames and all of a sudden you rise as this new person. Right. And, and you know, I think the, imp so like everyone kind of understands that getting that inspiration and that desire and those those dreams that people feel in their hearts because that's like really fun right when you get those it's like yes like this is amazing this is what i want to do mm -hmm. then like where the rubber meets the road is actually having to work that out in the right. physical because we are we, we like like we are spirit like we were saying but we do live in this physical realm and to bring things about we need to be doing some type of work yeah and so if you're a type of person that has these moments of inspiration a lot and then they kind of fade and they kind of come back and they kind of fade, which again, I feel like sometimes that's why people will book appointments with you. Right. And then it'll fade and then they'll be like, ah, oh, maybe I don't want this. Right. But that'll probably keep coming back up over and over again. And it's like, because you keep getting these ideas, these, these visions and these, you know, these dreams from the infinite because it wants you to be that conduit to start working it out. And mm -hmm. so in order to start working it out, like you need to start changing your habits and patterns that you're doing on a daily basis. And another important thing about that is that you're not always going to feel inspired. It's, it's just not going to be the case. Like you're a human being and you're going to have and feel and experience a full wide range of emotions. And so if you expect every day to wake up and be like, this is exactly how I feel. This is exactly what I want to do. Like, I'm so ready for this. That's, it's not, that's not the case. And so you're going to need to rely on the patterns and habits that you built or that you are building to get you through those times when you just don't feel like doing it because it's right. going to come. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't realize. They're like, mm -hmm. if I, if I say that I want to work out and I work out for a good week or two weeks, and then one day I wake up and I don't feel like working out, like maybe I'm just not a person who works out. That's like not right. how it works. You know? Exactly. That's funny. You always, it, it's very common to use that example, but it's so perfect because it's so physical, right? Mm. But I think another good example of this is like, if someone wants to become a writer or write a book, like that's a labor of love. Not that I have any full experience of that because I've not published a book yet, but I'm, I'm aware because I've read of, uh, there's a fantastic book about the process of writing called The War of Art by Stephen, I think Stephen Pressfield. Um, I could be wrong about the author's name, but because it's been some years since I've read it, yeah. but been one to pick it up more and more recently. But uh, I've read it a couple of years ago and it's this whole I, book about over what he, overcoming what he calls resistance because there's the part of you that doesn't want to go forward, part of you that just wants to stay in the comfort zone. It's the same kind of experience with working out. It's like, there's going to be times where you don't feel like it, but he says, what do, what do writers do? They write. Mm-hmm. What do people who work out do? They work out or what are healthy people do, right? It's like they exercise. And so if you are claiming yourself to be a healthy person, if you're claiming yourself to be a writer, if you're claiming yourself to be fill in the blank, there are certain habits or patterns that they, those types of people do on a regular basis. Maybe not every single day. It's not about being a robot uh, and, and completely, you know, 
always doing that and not ever failing or not ever having a day off, but it's actually implementing those patterns frequently, mm -hmm. if not every day, for sure. So that's a really um, interesting point. And it makes me think of, uh, when you brought that up, made me think of a quote from Bob Proctor. He has had my favorite de definition of discipline. So he says, discipline is doing the thing that you said you wanted to do long after the feeling in which you had set it in has left you. Mm -hmm. Discipline is doing the thing you said you're going to do or said you wanted to do long after the feeling in which you had set it in has left you. So actually, I think to get even more granular with this kind of conversation is like, if we're going to fall to the level of our patterns, then how do we stick and stay with those patterns when there's those times where we kind of feel like we're off? It's like, oh, I don't know, or maybe I don't want to. And yeah. I think for, for me, at least, that's where it comes back to having support. It's just uh, for having those re reminders or having someone keep you accountable, especially when you don't feel like it, which sometimes friends and family are not the best support for that. Because if you're kind of in that state, it's like, oh, I don't know if I want to stick with this. A friend or a family member might be like, it's okay. Like, yeah. More lovingly, like giving you a safe space, a comfort space, which is great and is necessary sometimes. But to the building of our dream, sometimes that is some like some of the most subtle killers of our dreams. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. I, I think I think there's going to be stages of it too. Like I'm I'm just thinking, sure. you know, to bring in some like physiology and biology into this. Like when you're in, uh, so just to back up actually a second. Because some people might be listening and say, I, you know, I'm not a person who has ever had habits or has ever developed patterns. Like that's just not who I am. Right. But it's like, you might not realize it, but you have habits and patterns right now. We all do. Everybody has habits and patterns. That's just the design of how we move in this human experience. Like we have patterns. And so the more that you do something, the more the, um, the, the, the connections in your brain that allow you to do that thing are going to become stronger and more formed, like digging like a rut that water can go through, right? And so when you're in the first stages of changing a pattern or changing a habit, you're starting to dig a new rut, but the water is continually flowing. And if you get stressed or like if something happens in your life or you just get lazy or whatever, you start having thoughts of maybe this isn't for me, the water is going to go to the path of least resistance. And it's going to go straight back down that rut or that, you know, that, that previously uh, worn down path of, 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 uh, of, uh, your, your neurons. And it's going to be a very difficult to change. So like in the very beginning, you're kind of working against that. It's like, you mm -hmm. need to understand that that resistance is going to be there, but then the more you overcome that resistance and like reconnect with who you actually want to be and just start to claim that identity of, I am this person who does this and know that it's going to be difficult in the beginning you start to wear those other paths down. You start to dig those other ruts and the other one starts to get less and less powerful, mm -hmm. but it takes time. So like in the very beginning, like I think what I've like been learning a lot recently is like, you're not always going to want to do it. That's, that's right. just like basic like facts. You're just not. And I think some people, when they're thinking about what they really would love to do, they're like, if I don't want to do it every day, how can I possibly love it? But that's like not the case at all. I think that's like a delusional way of thinking about going after your dream. It's like, you are, you are human. So you're going to come against these things. And actually, Kevin, I wanted to ask you about that. Like, you know, you've built a super successful coaching business and I know, you know, I've been with you the whole way. I can know you've struggled and I know like you've had great successes and everything. Like, I guess maybe if you can speak to a little bit about how it feels like on a day-to-day -day basis, like, are there days where you're just like, oh, like this, you know, yeah. I don't know if I want to do this. Like, you know, it's, it's, is there like that difficulty that you come up with? Yes. 
I'd say less frequently now than yeah, years yeah, ago. But that makes sense. There, there were actually two times that I really, really like to highlight um, to just give context because you're right. Like I, I love what I do. I really believe and feel it's my soul's purpose. And most often now, in fact, I don't know if I can give a percentage, like 95% of the time, I'm like, this, this is what I'm, this is my, my life path, like meant to be here doing what I love. Even, even during times now where it's like, I'm, ta I'm taking steps that are going beyond to the next stage or the next level of growth for my business and my, you know, kind of coaching so that I'm living more and more into what my dreams are for my business. Now, um, there are still times that are like, are, it's like challenging, but I want to highlight a couple of times where it, it honestly felt like I was like close to quitting. Um, there were twice, two different times. I think they were about like six to eight months apart from each other. Um, where I literally had the thought, I'm, this is not my purpose. Like being a coach, helping people live their own dreams and just dis discover, but then also live their purpose. Like, and honestly, I was questioning myself, especially because it's kind of meta, you know, like I'm living my purpose and like, I help people live their, their purpose, but like it, how it's like the perfect kind of um, like not in a more uh, when I'm in my kind of like right mindedness or like not like feeding the doubts. It's like, that makes total sense because if I'm living my purpose, then I'm an expert to help people live their, their purpose, you know? But, um, but there were times, I think it was 2019 and no, I think it was 2020 that it happened. So again, six to eight month period of time in between these two times, but I literally was like for a full day, and it, I think it bled into other days beyond that. But like, there was at least one day where I was seriously considering just quitting because a, a part of it was because of the results. Like there was maybe like a month or two months in a row where like I didn't enroll a client. And so this goes to like more basic needs, like literally like having money to be able to like, you know, uh, pay rent or have food on the table, like literally, literally just shit like that. It was just like more practical stuff. And in my mind went to, well, if this really was my purpose, or if I really loved it, then it would be working out, mm -hmm. you know, like, which I think it's, it's a common thing that a lot of us face. Because we think that if the infinite really wants us to have this dream, if like, God, source, spirit really gave us this as our purpose or our dream, then it, I think it's a subconscious part of us that we, we believe or think that it should be all work, it should all work yeah. out. Yeah. Or that like, there shouldn't be that many difficulties. Like, you know, yeah, maybe a, a, a speed bumper along the way or, or here or there, but to not really struggle. But I don't think that's the case, actually. I think that's a qualifier. Like, I, I think it's it's kind of um, uh, layered here because I don't think it's uh, just life testing us when we hit up against those kinds of, kinds of barriers. I think it's us. I think it's actually our own limiting patterns that we have within us that start to rise up and really try to pull us back to the familiar. And it seems like it's external circumstance, but it's really within us. But then on, on the other end is, I think it can be partially from life itself, from spirit, from God testing us in a way. But uh, I like to say that those obstacles are really qualifiers. Like they qualify us to actually be the version of ourselves who is meant to be, who we're meant to be, to be actually, to be able to manifest or create that vision that we have in our minds into physical form. Mm -hmm. And so if I hadn't gone through those two times, like I wouldn't be able to face, I think the challenges that I face today, which funny thing is challenges don't go away. I mean, they yeah. change like if you overcome one, but there's always going to be challenge in life. That's just the nature of being human in this three-dimensional world. 
But, and I think that's actually in our favor because the only way we actually grow is by facing a challenge that seems like it's greater or more challenging than who we are. But we, as a spiritual being, connected with a power that has created all things, we are inherently more than those circumstances. So why wouldn't we want to face kind of those challenges that would really cause us to grow? There's a lot to unpack there. I know. And I, I know I also, one other thing, I, I know I can say these things like very eloquently because I've been through them, but like, even to this day, like there's still challenges that I face that it's like, okay, like I have to dig deeper. I have to build a deeper connection with my own higher power and like work on myself. So it's not like just because I can speak to it that like I'm immune and that yeah. everything works out perfectly for me even now. Yeah. I think, I think what you were describing and I, you were, you were saying, I don't know if it's, if it's the source or God or whatever, testing, testing you, or if it's you, you know, within you, I think that right there is the crux of the spirit and the physical, right? It's like when you, when you're like, when you're coming up against those doubts and everything, that's, that's your physical side of you, like your nervous system pinging you. Hey, like I'm scared. Hey, like I'm, you know, I'm worried about this. Like I'm worried about what am I going to do? What am I going to eat? Like all the stuff. And those are the invitations to lean on the spirit because in those moments, that's what you have to do. You have to actually kind of surrender a little bit to the higher power that you believe in and, or th that you're working with, because that's how, like, like, that's how you align yourself with the universal law of like how mm -hmm. things work. And that's how you actually force yourself to grow. Yes. So you, you need that physical side to bump up against. And I think that's like the beauty of the human experience, really. Yeah. It's like, that's why we're spirit and why we're physical. It's like, so we can have this constant duality moving through life as we get, you know, you know, bigger, stronger, like have different challenges and stuff. It's like, we always still realize that in order to overcome the next bigger challenge, we still have to lean back into that spiritual side of us. Yes. And that builds faith and that builds like, and that builds strength and endurance and perseverance mm -hmm. that carries you to the next level. Exactly. Um, so we got... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we got off topic, but like, I, 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 I think what, what I'm also, what I'm taking from what you're saying is, you know, you love what you do and you have this, this, this idea that this is your purpose in life. And you still sometimes struggle like wrestle with that a little bit. Right. In, in certain moments. And well, so not, let me clarify not yeah. anymore. There right. were those two, like, well, really those examples times. you brought up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah. those are really difficult times, but like nowadays, like I don't question it anymore. Yeah. There are definitely still days that I have challenge of like the current circumstance of like dealing with that as I grow a business and continue that. But like to that questioning of, oh, is this what I'm meant to do? That is eliminated completely. So that's why I said like, yeah. we face challenges, but those challenges change. Yeah, and your, your story that you just expressed, changing a, a single habit in a single pattern is a microcosm of what you just described. Mm. That in the beginning- when you're changing a pattern, you're going to have moments where you're going to doubt and say, I, I like, let's just go back to the simple working out example. You'll probably have a moment, whether it's the first week or the second week or the third week, where you wake up and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. I just don't, I don't want, I don't want to work out. Like I just want to sleep yep. in. And it's like in those moments, when you push past that, you start to build that. I am someone who works out. And then eventually you get to the point where you are in your vision and your overall life where you're like 95%. I'm always, this. Is, I don't doubt anymore. Exactly. And it becomes a part of who you are. And then when you wake up and you're like, it's, it's Monday, it's workout day. I'm going to go work out. You don't really question it anymore, but yep. it takes that time to build up to that. And so in the very beginning, it's like fragile. Right. Mm -hmm. And so 
understanding that those moments are going to come and understanding that what you're attempting to do right now is to build a base and a structure and a, and a really uh, deep rooted pattern that's going to help you, you know, bring about whatever you want in your life. That's one of the keys that I've been learning to help me get through this. Because again, there's so many times in my life where I was like, if I am going to be someone who works out, I, I just want to wake up and want to work out every day. Mm. And if I don't want to wake up and work out, maybe I'm just not meant to work out. And it's just not the right mentality to have. You're never going to okay. be able to stick the patterns that way long enough for them to actually become part of who you are. Right. Yeah. And then you fall back to the level of old patterns versus right. establishing a new pattern that is then something you can fall back on. It's like, like you said, is that when you wake up, it's like, you don't feel like it. You still, it's like, no, I'm a person who works out. I don't care if it, I don't feel it. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that overrides that, that feeling that part of you that's just like, ah, I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. and that's I, and, where I feel like I got in my business. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's your human side. Exactly. Right. Yeah. There's something else I wanted to say about that though. I can't think of it right now, but go on. Okay. Well, another thing that I wanted to, to mention, cause uh, a lot of people also are like, and this kind of, do you remember what you want to say? Yes. All right, go, go. Yeah, go okay. Ahead. Cause especially if you're going to go off on a different topic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just a bit more of like in, in the depths of the science of this. So mm -hmm. in, in our, uh, neuroscience or neurophysiology. I don't know if that's a technical term, but the the how our the structure of our neurons and how it works with patterns because it really comes down to how we think. Like yes, the nervous system and how it feels, but that signals to our brain a certain way to think because it's the the mind-body connection, it's also the body-mind connection, right? So when you're feeling that, like the feeling like oh, I don't want to for whatever that pattern is, that triggers that old thought pattern, that mm. thought uh like that th when I say thought pattern, it's not just a thought. Like we got to remember that thoughts come from physiological structures of how neurons are connected with each other. And there's billions and billions and billions of different connections that we have in our brain. But through what most of us are familiar with, neuroplasticity, if we don't give the new thought, a new pattern, enough time for it to actually become a new physiological structure in our brain, then it's going to be so much easier to just collapse back to the old way of thinking, which is aligned with the old way of feeling when the, like that challenge comes up or that old pattern is like, ah, oh, I don't feel like it today. Well, of course you don't because you haven't changed the literal physical structure of your neurons in your brain. And they've, they've done studies on this, that there's actually, so each neuron can only form like maybe four or five connections with other neurons. Hmm. And again, there's billions of neurons in our brain. So there's this whole web or whole net of, uh, of neurons that connect with each other, especially for a certain pattern in your life. So a bunch of changes have to happen, but each neuron has only about four or five connections with other neurons. And there's something called neural growth factor, NGF, that is, there's, it's kind of like glue. It's, it's a likened to, and that glue, there's only a certain amount that each neuron has of that amount of glue that it, that it can give to other neurons to stay connected. And so when you think along certain lines that are so well-worn, it's because that neural growth factor is so glued and so connected to those that neuronal path of that old pattern. So when you start to change that neuronal growth factor, it takes time for it to move that glue to move from one neuron, let's say negativity to, or, or let's go back to the simple example, like about working out, about actually sticking with working out. And then the, the other part of you, the older part of you is like, well, I don't want to. 
it's got a lot of glue connected to that neuron of like, nah, I don't want to work out. And so it's connected there. So when you start to build a new pattern of I'm a person who works out, it takes some time for that neural growth factor to switch from that neuronal connection of, I don't want to work out. I'm not a person who works out over to, I'm a person who works out. And so that takes time and that, that physical structure actually moves over time. But the way you solidify that new glue, if you will, the new neural growth, neural growth factor to the other neuron for the new pattern is by giving it attention when it's the most difficult. Cause that's mm-hmm. literally when the old pattern is like screaming for the glue is like, Hey, no, we're dying. Like this connection is dying. We'd need that. And so overcoming that, it just changes everything. Cause then you actually implement the neuroplasticity principle and you become a whole new version of yourself. Yeah, dude, you just describing all that, just this, this thought in my head about how we're literally the architects of our brain. Yes. You can literally mold yourself into an, into an entirely different person. And again, understanding that that physiology piece behind it and that the the beginning is the resistance is going to be there because those, like those, those neural pathways that you've had worn down for so long, they never actually disappear. And this is like a huge thing with addiction too. Like they never actually disappear. They just get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker over time, but they're always still there. And so that's why like, and maybe we can jump into this on another episode about the the importance of having awareness in moments because, because those, those old pathways never actually die out. They just get weaker and weaker and weaker. And you're placing more of an attention into a new path because they're still there in moments of weakness or unawareness, you can easily slip back into those old ways of thinking especially Mm. in the very beginning. And so having the awareness of what's actually happening to you and the awareness of your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings in specific situations, it's so important. Like I'll give an example about working out for me or, or, or just like always feeling the need that if I don't feel like doing something, then maybe I'm just not supposed to do it. There's like a split second where I don't feel like doing something where I notice that I'm going down a pattern of this is just who I am. Like, I'm just not going to do it. Right. And like, if I'm not aware that that's happening, I'm not going to have the mental space. Like my prefrontal cortex is not going to be activated to be like, no, you're, you decided that you're doing this now. So you're going to decide to do this. You're going to do it. Right. And so it's really important to have that awareness piece and, mm-hmm. and be able to build that awareness that you're aware of when these things are occurring. And when those, those key moments of switch are like, which path am I going to choose? Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which is why I just want to come back to a point and then let's move over to your the, the next point you wanted to make, because I know there's something else, but uh, just to highlight, re- recall back to something I said is that it's not impossible to change on our own. I didn't add this, but that it's it's often just very difficult and challenging and uh, it's just way more hard. It takes way more time, but that's why I do what I do as a coach. That's why I also still stay in coaching with my mentor and have coaching calls and uh, I'm on master classes with her to like think differently, to have that kind of accountability and support because it's just way easier. Like mm-hmm. those times where you're feeling like you're slipping up, if you have like a weekly check-in, do you think you're going to actually stick with the kind of commitments that you said you wanted two months ago? Absolutely. Instead of just allowing yourself to slip back to old patterns, which is why, like I mentioned that, uh, that person I talked with before, like I, in my mind, like I've, especially after years of doing this work, like I kind of just chuckle in my head because when someone says like, Oh, I got this, I don't need coaching. It's like, okay. Like, I'll see you in three months <laughs> and not, not to not to say like that. It's again, impossible to change. It's just most likely that we won't on our own. 
And it, it also really depends too, like how long the pathways have been worn and like what right. associations you make with those pathways and like how you feel about yourself and your identity about yourself and who you are. Yes. And those things are very hard to change. It's like, it's like moving like a, um, like a humongous, like steamship in a Harbor. Yep. It's like, it doesn't just turn, like it slowly starts to shift degrees, like small degrees over time. Mm-hmm. And especially now, dude, like humans are so like, sna- like we want things so fast. And that also plays a role into not being able to stick with habits and patterns too, because we want it to happen so fast. We want it to happen now. Right. Another tip that I would give just going along with what you just said, because I kind of forgot what I was going to say before. So we'll just keep going along with this. That's okay. Like, I'm sure actually it's, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's, a, there's studies on the perce- on perceived value, like that you place on decisions and how that that can make a humongous impact in whether or not you stick with patterns. So like, like literally, like if you say that you want to work out and you want to become healthier, like write out a statement about why you want to become healthier and the consequences of not becoming healthier and literally set a specific date that has some sort of significance to you and say, starting today, whether it's, you know, the first of the month or whether it's your birthday or something, or like your, your significant other's birthday. And like the more perceived value you place around the decision you make, the more likely you are to stick with that decision. And I feel like that's why coaching also helps too, because part of the perceived value is the investment. Mm. Like, dude, I, the, the coach that I'm working with now, like the investment, and especially in the very beginning, I'm like, I'm almost two months in now, but in the very beginning, the amount of the investment that I made, like made me wake up and be like, all right, I, I'm tired. I don't really feel like doing my morning routine, but like I invested a lot in this. So I'm going to wake up and do it. It's right. like, because I had that perceived value of I'm spending money on this. Like I work hard for my money. Like this is, you know, so the more things that you can kind of design around that, that perceived value idea, and there's like research around this. About how it helps make decisions and helps you stick with patterns, the better off you're going to be. So mm. I just wanted to kind of put that out there too. Like, don't like, like make it like almost like a ritual, like make it like, this is like, I'm about to change my life with this, with this change in pattern, like really like, like make it something that feels big to you. Right. Dude, that word you just used, I feel this is going to be another topic, I think another episode, <laughs> but like ritual, there's actually a really fantastic book. It's been some years since I've read it too, but it changed my life when I read it. Um, I'm going to turn around really quick because I know where it is. But yo, that's kind of what patterns are, like little rituals. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's a book literally all about rituals. It's called Your Hidden Riches. Your Hidden Riches. I believe it's um, Atwood. The last name is Atwood. Um, yeah, and yo, maybe I'm... I'm- we should probably do maybe another episode or two on some like something around this topic. And I, and I wanted to just point out the reason that we're kind of going on a lot of tangents and talking about this so deeply is that I really feel like this is also the crux of what we're trying to get through on our podcast and all of our episodes is like the practical part of like the spirituality where it's like you have all these ideas and you have this feeling of yourself as a spiritual being and everything. And it's like, how do you actually practically start to implement those things in your right. life and start to actually see changes and a huge part of that is is looking at our patterns, our rituals, our habits, and how do exactly. we start shifting those? Right, it's the key. And so, you know, so the book, Your Hidden Riches, literally the t- the subtitle, Unleashing the Power of Ritual to Create a Life of Meaning and Purpose. It's a fantastic book, and it's by um, Janet Bray Atwood. Janet Bray Atwood. You, can you put that and, in the chat? Because I might, I'm, I'm kind of interested in in that book. Sure, and uh, we can include this in the the show notes, like the description of this episode. 
Janet Bree Atwood. It's actually also Chris Atwood and then one other author, um, mm. Silva Dvorak, PhD. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot with this. Yeah, and again, yeah. also, I was saying like that. That could be a whole other episode of like ritual. Because honestly, dude, that that's something I've really been implementing in my life. Um, like I will, I call it ritual. It's like almost every morning. It's very rare that I miss this. That I will wake up, pet Autumn, like greet her for the day, my cat Autumn, and then uh, first and foremost, like generate gratitude for being alive. Like mm -hmm. I literally connect with God, with spirit, mm -hmm. and say thank you in my own mind uh, until I feel it, feel like an expansive energy of gratitude. And then I got, you know, like I might practice yoga. I might eat breakfast first. Like that changes here, there, but the, um, the main ritual that I have is to sit on my meditation cushion. I meditate, I reconnect with God again. And then I do a grounding ritual where I connect with mother earth. And I, I imagine that there is literally a energy, which I, this is real. It's not just an imagined thing, but when you visualize, it makes it strengthens this, but we all have an energetic field and that energy field is connected with the earth because earth, mother earth has an energy field of her own, uh, this electromagnetic field. So I imagine that from my heart, I, I send down a beam of light or a column of light, a column of energy down into the earth to connect with mother earth's core. And I generate gratitude for being alive on this planet and that I generate gratitude for how like we receive so much from this earth, like the food that we eat, the air that we breathe, the atmosphere to be able to live in this experience, gravity, like all this stuff to actually have a human experience. And then from that place, I imagine that I'm bringing up energy of grounding into my heart. And then I allow that to infuse into my energy field so that I have a strengthened energy field to only allow highest uh, some higher good energy into my energy field for the day and that usually is mm. energy of love energy of light um forgiveness things like that so yeah that's a whole it, nother topic too no dude that, that i mean that's a great ritual or a great like a morning routine and, and like I, I i in my head i'm, I'm kind of thinking that may, maybe some people are listening and they're like well you know i that that sounds like a great like pattern and habit or whatever but that's just not how i think right but it's like you're never going to actually be able to think that way unless you actually start to try and implement like a certain way of how you want to think. Like mm. seriously, so like, and I'm, 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 I'm guilty of this too. So many of us think that we don't have patterns and we don't have habits and that's just not who we are, but every one of us does. It's just like, whether you realize it or not. And so the thing that, that, that probably happens with you, Kev, now that you do that and you've been doing that on a consistent basis, it probably feels you're way more aware when a thought that's not in harmony with how you just set up your day to feel comes in and it's a lot easier to notice and like come back to how you, you started the day. Definitely. And I think a lot of people are the reverse waking up, like being like, I'm, I don't know if I want to do what I'm going to do today. Like, you know, I'm, I'm spending time on my phone. Like I'm getting a lot of inputs in. I'm not really connecting with myself. And then when we try to meditate for five minutes or we try to do something good for us, there's like this, this cognitive dissonance. It doesn't yeah. feel right because we're so used to the one way that we're thinking. And again, that's what we were talking about in the middle of this episode. It's like you continue to do something over time until that momentum is reversed. Exactly. And it's like that, that initial inertia is hard to get over. And that's what any pattern, but right. it's worth it. Exactly. And it's, it's how the world functions. Mm -hmm. And personally, just to add to that, personally for me nowadays, like you're right. Anytime I do notice, and it's not immediate, and it's not perfect all the time, but 
more often than not, it's it's pretty quick that like when I do notice that I'm a bit off, like I literally just shared with this with yeah, you yeah. like earlier. That's what I was thinking about. Exactly. Yeah, before, before just for context for you listening, before we hit record, I literally told Chris, it was like, because he, he asked like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, if you would have asked me in half an hour ago, I would have complained. It would have been like, ah, oh, like, you know, this happened, this happened. But I noticed that about my energy and I shifted within like five or 10 minutes so that when I came on to record with Chris, I was like, I'm, I'm doing great. Like, it's fantastic. Like, great day. I <laughs> love my life. Like, so it, it was a shift, of course. And I caused that shift. And nowadays, I like to highlight this because this is such a, um, a powerful experience to have is that now when I notice that I'm quote unquote off track or not feeling that great, most often, not always, but most often I actually celebrate that. Now, this is kind of like a paradox because like, wait, why would you want to celebrate not feeling right or not feeling aligned, right? But that actually to me now signals or means that I'm on my growing edge. I'm growing, I'm going beyond a comfort zone. I'm actually creating even more new expansive patterns because that part of me that is trying to keep me back in my comfort zone that is like oh, not feeling aligned. That's actually good evidence that I'm going beyond my old normal, which my normal now is pretty awesome. But like, there's even more expansive states that we can all create for ourselves. And so now, like when I notice that, it's like, oh, this is good news because if I'm not if I'm not feeling that kind of experience, that kind of like off track or not aligned, and not that we're, it's got to be all the time, but even in moments, if I'm not actually experiencing that here or there then that means I'm not growing. That means that I'm just staying in a complete comfort zone, which is such the opposite of what we think actually. But but it's the key that goes connects with your point, Chris, mm-hmm. is that it's the, the experience is reversed. For most people, it's like they experience that most of their day that they're yeah. feeling off. But when I say I'm feeling off, it's it's a small sliver of time. And then I call it good because, oh, that's evidence I'm growing because more often than not, I'm I'm in that kind of expansive state. Exactly. It's so interesting. Exactly. And dude, again, you just, the, the experience you just described, like take that, it, it, it habits and patterns are microcosms of what you just described. Right. Again, it's a, it's a smaller iteration of it. Um, and so, I, I mean, I would be willing to do another episode on, cause I was thinking about what you were talking about and that, like the discomfort as signals Mm. or discomfort as like signals that you're growing and what to do with that discomfort. Because that, that has been a huge shift for me is that feeling of, because it's happened recently, the last, last week or two where I wake up and I didn't really feel like working out. And the previous me would have said, would have just totally just went with that feeling, just aligned right. myself with that feeling. And I wouldn't have worked out. Yeah. But now I look at it as, Oh, Great. Like I'm expecting this to happen. And now this is an opportunity for me to choose something different Mm. because it's like in those moments when you have that awareness, I feel like when you choose that way, it's like, it really starts to create those new patterns, even stronger than if you just woke up and felt like doing it. Right. It's because you're overcoming that resistance. It's like, ah, you know what I mean? It's like, boom, you're really throwing energy into that other way consciously. Yes. And I feel like that makes a huge difference. And so maybe we can dive deeper into that in another episode. I'm down. I'm so yeah. down because especially the kind of energy release or maybe it's both an energy release, but an also like an infusion of new energy. Dude, that's like the greatest experience in life. Like when you overcome that kind of older part of you, that resistance, and then like you actually 
are triumphant in sticking with something you really actually did want to do. Like looking back, it's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm amazing. Like, look what <laughs> I just did, you know, like that, that's just a phenomenal feeling, which is like, it's so interesting. Like, I, I don't think that we want to live any other way. Like a lot of people think like, oh, I just wish everything was easy. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Dude, it's, that's such a great point though. It's like the, the, it's the other side of moving through that discomfort that gives you that triumphant victory. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, versus just waking up and feeling like doing it. It, it feels, it feels 10 times better when you don't feel like doing it and you do it. Right. Afterwards. Afterward. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Afterward. Afterward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I think let's, let's ground yeah. it there. You actually also gave a really fantastic exercise just to highlight about writing out like what you really want and why, and then like making it a, there's like a ritual to it or some, some significance to it. That's a really great simplified action step for you to take. If you're listening to this and you're like, this is amazing. Um, that's, that's what I got. Yeah. If there's anything else you want to share. Well, I, let me just talk another minute about that. Cause sure. just, to, just to, if, cause if someone's never done that before, just, just think of memories that you remember in your past. Mm. And it's usually like the reason you remember that memory is because something significant happened in that point of time. And it created specific connections in your brain that allowed you to create that memory that you'll never forget. Right. And that's the idea around this perceived value of making a change. It's like you can you can go weeks at a time without having like that that rush or burst of emotion, and you'll forget those weeks very easily because nothing significant happened to make an imprint on your brain that you're going to remember that. Right. So this is what you're attempting to do when you're when you're changing and 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 placing perceived value on something. You're you're placing all these little markers in your brain that this is a significant moment, and so it's easier to recall later when you're in those moments of wanting to fall back. So that's right. kind of like the general idea of it. So I would suggest anyone as a, as a takeaway from this episode to try that, especially if you have been struggling lately to change a pattern, like really, mm. and you can look up, um, research on perceived value. Maybe, maybe I'll find some links and put them in the show notes, but there's a lot of research on applying perceived value to things and how that helps you keep patterns and change patterns. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, one final thing I want to offer, um, a couple of things actually. So speaking of just having support to be able to have the kind of change you want in life and not just like consistent support. Cause even sometimes I found like an event could really be a powerful, it's kind of speaking to that, like perceived yes. value where you yes. make decisions in certain moments or like uh, decide on something or like write something out. And it's like in a significant experience that you had, then it just changes everything. So a couple of things, if you're interested and in you, you, you're vibing with this whole idea that we've been speaking about, about uh, really falling into the level of your patterns and moving past the old patterns that you can create new, more expansive patterns in harmony with your dreams, then first and foremost, if you're interested in coming to an event of my own, I created, it's called Soul Builder Live. We're doing it virtually as well as in person in Denver. And so if you go to soulbuilderlive.com, you can find out all details about that. Uh, if it resonates, you could obviously get your ticket for that. Uh, I'll put the link in the description of this episode as well. Uh, so that's an event, a couple events over the next couple of months I got coming up. Other than that, if you are looking for a coach, you're looking for someone to support you in making these changes so that it becomes easier, of course, then feel free to reach out to me. I always offer a what are called strategy sessions, maybe about 10, 15 of these a month. Uh, so they're com completely complimentary calls with me as a coach, and we'll have a full hour where we get to meet face-to-face -face on Zoom, and I get to help you in just getting clear on what patterns you're currently facing that are challenging or that uh, you're discontent about or you're longing to make a change about. 
will get clear as well as on your vision about your dream, about what life you'd love to create and what those patterns are like. And then we'll talk about action steps to help you move forward. And then at the end of this call, if we find that we're a good fit to coach together, we'll have a discussion about that. But so again, these are completely complimentary. And I usually have about 15 or so of these available each month. And so we are in a new month of July. So if you'd like to book a call with me, so you can click the link in the description of, my episode, of this episode, and then you'll go to my online calendar and you will see if there's a day and time that works for you. So just go there if that resonates and uh, we'll talk. Sweet. I think that's it. Yeah. For the episode at least. That was fire. There's a lot that we covered. In that. And a, a yeah, couple we got, we got, topics. Yeah, no, we did. I'm gonna I'm writing them down now. So we're gonna sweet. Next couple episodes are gonna be great. Sounds like. good. But all right. Awesome having you here, our fellow listener of this podcast. Uh, we appreciate you and uh, we'll talk with you on another episode. Peace. And that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, connect with us on Instagram personally at Kevin F. Carton or at Chris J. Carton or our podcast Instagram page at Science and Spirituality Podcast. And if you feel guided to, the one thing that we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and also leave a review. This way we can reach more people and in that way impact more lives. So with that, we'll see you on the next episode.